Hey everybody, this is Alistair, interrupting your podcast feed to offer you this, a special preview glimpse of our November bonus episode. Elizabeth and I spent almost two hours talking about the 1987 classic, Dirty Dancing, exploring the careers of Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, which, if you don't know it, is a hell of a story, as well as pulling apart the various strands of a movie, which is for many, which is for us, an all-time favorite. If you're interested in hearing more of our discussion, then you can stop by patreon.com slash laststarpod and pledge your support to help us, you know, make more things. And you'll also get access to our previous bonus episode in which we discussed the well-intentioned lunacy of John McTiernan's last action hero. So patreon.com slash laststarpod for more. Enjoy the show. I guess before we get into the breakdown of the plot, we should probably mm-hmm. discuss the rest of this fantastic ensemble cast. Okay, sure. I'm loath to ask you to give five star ratings on each of these performances. <laughs> we can maybe just talk about you know your high points and low points. Obviously Jennifer Grey, obviously Patrick Swayze, yeah. The aforementioned Jerry Orbach as Jerry Jake Orbach is Hausman. so terrific. How perfectly cast! What a great dad. It's such a great character too because everyone in the film loves and respects him wholeheartedly like everyone admires him and he is not without fault yeah but i love that in the end he says when i'm wrong i say i'm wrong it's just a great character it is a masterpiece of character writing Mm. because you're absolutely right he is genuinely driving the plot he is genuinely creating conflict but none of it is coming from a cheap misunderstanding none Mm -mm. of it is coming from just you know malice or ill intent it is all coming it's deeply rooted from a place of principle within him he is sure all-time great movie dads right like if you make that list he has to be on it somewhere he's Mm -hmm. just fantastic and what a mastery of of his performance too it's just impossible he's also wearing the dad jacket that i talked about and losing it did you notice it yes I did. You have added a new dimension to my yes. understanding of film by pointing out that one weird windbreaker that shows up in the early 1960s. Yes, it's just everywhere. And still today, even. My dad wore that coat. I haven't <laughs> seen one here recently, I don't think. But yeah, up through the 90s, definitely. We'll find them. If you spot one out there in the wild, dear listener, <laughs> take a picture of it and send it in to us. We'd love to see it. Uh, it's those kinds of iconic items that you see a lot that... To me, I'll always notice, which is the dad jacket and the libertans in women who cannot afford them. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. They are everywhere. That's yeah. you've, you've pointed that out to me in the past. <laughs> I don't I don't catch costuming like very oh, specifically at, at so all. I don't yeah. really have an eye for that. Mm. But yeah, you're right. You do see every nuance and every detail in those things. <laughs> uh, let's talk, uh, while we're talking about the Hasmans, let's talk about, we mentioned Kelly Bishop, of course, just being fantastic. Extraordinary. Yeah. Let's mention Jane Brooker as Lisa kind of terrible i'm sorry it's the false note yes i I, well i think the character is also just a little bit shallow i don't know there's the lovely sequence when they're sitting in bed together and baby is crying that johnny has left and she offers to do her hair yeah that's a really lovely sequence which is why i think i'm i'm unwilling to put the badness of lisa at the feet of jane brooker and 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 blame her for that because The script is obviously doing something. She is obviously intended to be comedic relief. She is oftentimes put in just outlandish roles and given outlandish dialogue. Mm -hmm. Her awful talent show performance is just, it it rings in my head because it is just so 
out of step with the rest of the film, but obviously intentionally so. Right. So, yeah, Lisa does not work except for, you're absolutely right, that one moment Mm -hmm. where she's so terrific. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Cynthia Rhodes as Penny, who is, I think, so lovely. I think she's terrific. I don't recall ever seeing her in anything besides this. She's in Flashdance. She's okay. in a number of I really other... I basically haven't seen Flashdance. I'll have to watch that. I think that she is primarily a dancer. Uh, that would make I don't sense. know that she's necessarily done a lot of straight acting work. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm glancing here at her IMDb and she, wow, really hasn't done a lot of, <laughs> of acting of any kind, honestly. Uh, she was married for 25 years to Richard Marks. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. I think she's magnificent in this film. I really like her performance. Yeah. She is also, of course, so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. No, it's an excellent performance. And Penny's a great character. We've got Jack Weston, who plays Max Kellerman, the patriarch of this sure. place. Just a really great and thoughtful, obviously very large and very avuncular, yeah. but also gets those lovely soft moments mm-hmm. that I enjoy so much. We get Lonnie Price playing Neil. Ugh. Just an excellent casting. He's just the worst odious, little prick. Gross, just so punchable. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and we have Max Cantor as Robbie. Obviously, Robbie, as previously mentioned, one of cinema's all-time greatest villains. Mm-hmm. Max Cantor's story is much more tragic. Unfortunately, he died in 1991 at the age of 32 from a heroin overdose. Oh, his performance here is I think great. No, he's terrific. He is yeah. So awful, but capable of mediating that awfulness too. And doing one of my favorite things, he is a villain who brings himself down because he doesn't understand the degree of his own villainy. Yes. Yeah. When sure. he talks to Jake about Penny and, you know, thanks for helping me out with that whole situation. I mean, I didn't really know that it was me because, you know, how these girls are. Right. And I guess this happens to all of us, right? Jerry Orbach's oh, just like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? Yeah. It is such a great moment. The performance mm-hmm. there is so wonderful. Really allows Jerry Orbach to have that, like, emotional revelation, which yeah. is just so powerful. Mm. It's just terrific. The other guy that we should talk about, I guess, is uh, Neil Jones, who plays the adorable, adorable Billy. Oh, yeah. Billy going into the wherever they are all dancing with the watermelons and like trying to open it with his ass and then like fumbling the watermelons will make me laugh every single time. Such a great physical performance. It's so good. And I always wonder, like the movie maker in me is like, okay. Are these real watermelons? Are they prop watermelons? Because if they're prop watermelons, somebody fucking nailed it. They look so real. I would be certain that they are real. You think they're real? I think that they're so In that heavy case, and he's ungainly. doing such a great yeah. job pretending to drop them, but not quite dropping them. Like, that's, wow, incredible One work. of the great elements of this film, and I think part of the keys to this film's success, mm-hmm. is that there was a lot of informality on the set because I guess when you come from shooting dance, you're ready for the unexpected moment of brilliance. You're ready for something that cannot be perfectly replicated Mm -hmm. every single take. So you're, you're ready to allow people to, to go in a particular direction. Most famously, of course, as a part of the dance training montage, we get Patrick Swayze running his arm down Jennifer Gray's armpit. Yeah. And she giggles and they have to stop and take it back and do it again. That is absolutely real. Uh That was them absolutely filming that. That look on Johnny's face? No, that was the look on Patrick Swayze's (laughs) face. Because he was was getting just real mad at his (laughs) co-star. Yep. 
but the fact that they had that and then used it in the film yep. because they understood the spontaneity of it mm-hmm. all I, I love that I think we this do. film is a masterpiece of editing too I we didn't really agree. talk about no, that no we haven't yet but terrific oh my god yes uh, specifically this sequence we're just talking about with the watermelons when she comes in and sees everybody dancing the way they shoot the dance between Johnny and Penny so many camera angles and then the way they find this entire dance with the music just perfectly is a masterclass in editing it's insane 